This is Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager, Canada's national source for the latest agronomic research, crop production, and technology trends. You've tuned in to hear conversations about relevant research, best production practices, and everything in between. With record high input prices and supply chain disruptions, now more than ever, farmers need tools to grow more with less. At Farmer's Edge, we help you leverage your farm data into decision-driving insights so you can optimize inputs, save time, and get more value from every acre. Automate insurance reporting, increase efficiency, simplify record-keeping, and improve the precision of every application. It's not too late to start this season. Visit us at FarmersEdge.ca for a demo. That's FarmersEdge.ca. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager. I'm your host for this episode. My name is Stephanie Crowley. I'm the editorial director over at Top Crop Manager. And today joining me is Chris Kennard, the product marketing manager at Farmer's Edge. Chris, it's great to chat with you. Welcome. Yeah, thank you very much for having me this morning. I'd love to hear a little bit about yourself and and maybe you could share some of your background with our listeners. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I'm located in southwest Manitoba, about 45 minutes west of Brandon in, in Vernon. Uh, I grew up on a farm where I still continue to farm with my dad and my older brother. We're a grain farm, no cattle or anything, and, and uh, we continue to, to work on that together today. I've worked at Farmer's Edge for just over six and a half years in a variety of different roles. But like you mentioned today, I'm a part of the marketing team on the product promotion. So a lot of what I do is interactions with customers or prospective representative and clients to potentially show them the value and what our platform and what our services can offer their business and support their growers. And then of course, being, I call it a support arm of our sales team and product knowledge as well. Awesome. Well, it's always great to have the perspective of somebody who is still actively farming um, and using some of this technology. So um, I'm going to lean on that um, a little bit first. Um, and, and what we're going to cover today in our interview is just going to run a bit of a gamut of the of the whole cropping season and and sometimes um, maybe even what I would call a hot take style um, and we'll we'll kind of go over some of these hot topics and um, get your perspective and and see what you're thinking about all of this as a farmer mm-hmm. and as part of the you know part of the greater industry too so uh, let's dive in and one of the um, an interesting question that I thought would be great to kick off the interview with is you know, your favorite part of the season. And we were just chatting before uh, going live here with our recording that, you know, the weather's been kind of crazy and, mm-hmm. and people are anxious to get out there. Um, and, and, you know, is, is seeding the big part for you or do you prefer different portions of farming? What's your favorite thing? Yeah. Well, like I said before, I was hitting golf balls in the yard at the start of April and, and now we've yeah. got snow on the ground. Um, you know, I, I think right now it's it's just a matter of let's get ready and let's get into the field and start uh, start planting. We were, I think, two days ago we would have started last year on around April 25th or 26th. But for me, I spend most of the time throughout the year in the sprayer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I'm, I'm, it's more fast paced than the planter. So I do enjoy that. But at the same time, at the end of the year on our farm, I'm pulling most of the grain. Uh, so that's that's an aspect that I like. Again, again, quicker faster paced I'd be falling asleep if I had to spend all day in the combine (laughs) oh that's great now again talking about that weather it's becoming more and more hard to predict not that it was ever super easy to kind of Mm -hmm. uh, to guess what we were going to get but you know even with all of the advancements that have been made in terms of apps and and weather networks it's really hard to get a handle on what's going to 
happen from one day to the next anymore in terms of the climate. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a farmer yourself, you know, what do you do to get a handle on something that's so variable? Yeah, it's difficult for myself. I follow different folks on social media that work in the space. They have predictions of upcoming storms, seasonal predictions, looking into the past and historical, mm-hmm. which I think is important, but we need to take that for what it's worth at the same time, because it can be so unpredictable. For, for me as a farmer in season, the big thing is relying on weather stations that we have that are a half mile away or a mile away or such a strong network and not having to rely on stations that might be 70 kilometers away at the nearest nearest airport or whatever mm-hmm. government Canada or agriculture Canada has in place. So for me, it's you know making decisions in season for applications or understanding risks in the field. It's what do we have available close to us that can drive that decision making. Okay, good to remember. Um, I think it's, as you said, it's important to kind of, you know, have a wide variety of uh, resources that and experts to turn to when it comes to that kind of thing. But uh, it's a it's a tricky one. That's a, a huge part of it. I empathize every year with farmers who are, you know, battling uh, those late uh, late April snowstorms, or you know, yeah. on the other side of things those early August, you know, freeze thaw cycles and, and, and that makes it really difficult. So definitely. Yeah. Well, we have a short growing season compared to, you know, if we move a little bit further South and it mm. does add its challenges. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We know there are challenges in farming um, and especially when, you know, this year becoming more and more top of mind is product pricing, commodity pricing, input pricing, we're seeing historical numbers. Um, and then we're also seeing kind of environmental concerns growing and those two subjects kind of go hand in hand. So this is where that hot take style comes in a little bit. And I'd love to hear from you about, you know, what are, what should farmers focus on when we're looking at operations as a whole going into this year, when we do have, you know, sustainability and kind of environmental um, concerns on one hand, but also uh, the bottom line and practicality on the other hand. Yeah. There are definitely farming practices nowadays that are very accessible to support sustainable farming. Aspects like no-till and variable rate, farmers have been doing that for forever with seed, chemical, and fertilizer. And a lot of farms are completing this and are able to do so more because the first adopters, their equipment now is transferring to the next end, right? Mm -hmm. We're seeing that transition where the people who are maybe late adopters or who do not want to make that initial investment because it can be high cost, mm-hmm. they're starting to introduce those aspects to their business as well. But that conversation can also lead toward regenerative agriculture and that mm-hmm. carbon conversation, mm-hmm. growing cover crops, having a strong rotation. And if it's possible for cattle farmers, being able to apply manure are ways to build organic matter that can support the producing more production with less inputs or less less focus so the challenge that i see again relating to the shorter season in some regions is the limited opportunities to be able to manage some of those more regenerative agriculture aspects like growing cover crops Mm -hmm. but at the same time having enough manpower as well in in any industry is is something that we need to pay attention to so if if we want to look at some of those more regenerative farming practices if the carbon offset pricing can continue to increase, the late adopters or whoever that might be, if we see a strong price that's going to support that practice and then more will adopt to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now you mentioned carbon. That's a, a hot mm-hmm. topic for sure. Um, and I think understanding how to 
you know, leverage it and, and maybe get a better handle on the whole subject of getting involved in the carbon conversation um, is, is a tricky one. And so do you have any, you know, maybe some advice for farmers or on how to kind of get into that aspect? And, you know, I know time is a concern, money is a concern, um, where to start with all of this? There are definitely a lot of questions to be answered and there's still unknowns in the market today that I believe time will tell. Mm -hmm. But there are experts in the industry today that have been working in the carbon space for some time, whether it be in Canada or in the US or wherever that, that be. Um, you know, Farmer's Edge, if we look at that, we've been working in the carbon industry in the Alberta market for six to seven years. So in-house, we do have some of our own team that is, is very involved in the processes and can answer some of those questions. So when I think about selling my own carbon as a farmer, we want to make sure that we at least know what's occurring, right? The farmer is the owner of their data. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure as a farmer that we are utilizing that to the best of our ability and, and not being taken advantage of as well, mm -hmm. right? So it's understanding what's going to come in the future. What do I want to do today? If we look at carbon, it has the opportunity to monetize the data that the farmer is producing, mm -hmm. and and that adds for additional opportunities. Well. Okay. I, I, again, going back to some of these kind of keywords that you're throwing in here, and we're talking about data, and that's another yeah. another whole part of it, uh, part of that conversation. Um, there's been a lot of talk around, you know, the ag tech space, digitalization. And using that data in a digital way to really, you know, bring your whole operations together and, and see where the holes are and where maybe there are opportunities like in, in the carbon concept conversation uh, that, that you may be able to take advantage of. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that digital, the digital side of farming. Um, and, you know, a lot of industries have seen advancements in technology. It's changed the experience for the end user for better or for worse. You know, there's certainly pros and cons. Um, what do you see in terms of technology for farming um, that is coming down the pipeline? What advancements are you looking at or do you think as a farmer yourself would be most beneficial or, you know, where are some of those holes? What do we need to address in terms of data and technology? For sure. In, in the past and obviously still today, farmers have used their data to support the decision making. Mm -hmm in season, right? It's about generating insights and being able to take that insight to the next level of supporting an action. Mm -hmm. Now we have the opportunity to help farmers use that data that they're producing based off of whatever farming practices they are completing to generate additional revenue to offset some of their accounts or their investments into a subscription or equipment. And mm -hmm. specifically with generating carbon offsets or private product insurance, uh, private insurance products. So that I think will be near term or is today because we're able to do that with Farmer's Edge today. When I think about it from an overall perspective in a bigger leap and, and more of a, a change in adoption, I think about autonomy in equipment. And we mentioned manpower earlier. Mm -hmm. I have my eyes on autonomy in equipment because mm -hmm. on our farm, manpower is a challenge, whether it be for seeding or for harvest. And so it will be very helpful. And I look forward to reviewing the costs and the opportunities that come with autonomous tractors or, or cedars or sprayers or whatever that looks like here. And hopefully the, the nearer future rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many opportunities um, in that space. And I know it's overwhelming. We've done a lot of uh, talk uh, internally at Top Crop Manager. We're looking at, you know, some advancements in ag technology and 
and uh, just kind of keeping our eye on things, having these conversations, and they're important to have um, on a day to day basis, though, as a farmer yourself, what, um, you know, what technology are you using that is improving your your daily tasks or your your farming operations daily tasks? Where do you see those opportunities? For sure. In terms of digitization, the automation of that data collection is so important. Farmers mm. do not have the time to do things manually. Yeah. And, and as I mentioned, the insights generated from that data, farmers are able to identify risks and allow them to take action, but that's expanding even further. I see the digitization of the farm supporting more than just the farmers day to day, but some of those trusted advisors or partners or folks that they work with on a day-to-day basis. So right. if we look at insurance as an example, on my farm, I have severe weather alerts from weather stations. Uh, I'm able to understand my frost risk, my potential hail damage. If I'm receiving that information, I'm able to share that with an agent and they can visualize the weather station data or hail detection mapping and provide, I believe, a more fair assessment of the conditions that will result in a more efficient claims process at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So efficiency being being key there, but it's going to remove, improve other aspects beyond just insurance. If we're thinking about an agronomist who is trying to scout 20,000 acres, if they can access some of those data collection tools or their insights to support the farmer, that relationship is just going to become stronger as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's big opportunity, especially in a lot of those unknown factors, like you mentioned with the weather stations and, and, and weather unpredictability in general, there's big opportunities for technology to come in and fill some of those gaps. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chris, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, you know, mention before we sign off for today? Well, it's all very exciting. This is the type of stuff I talk about every single day. Um, so it's exciting to be a part of it and be able to drive some of that change with a yeah. company like Farmer's Edge. But I've been a, a customer of Farmer's Edge longer than I've been an employee. So being able to utilize it from that perspective, any digital agriculture company in general and supporting farmers utilize their data it's taking it to the next step driving those insights and hopefully allowing us to grow more with less Mm -hmm. excellent well chris thanks so much uh where can folks go if they need more information about farmer's edge yeah definitely well you can always reach out to me on on social media um i'm I'm all over twitter you can you can see me there but definitely track this down at at farmersedge.ca as well and, and uh, reach out to us and we're always happy to answer questions and, and make sure that um, you know, we get those answered. Thanks for tuning in to Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager. To catch up on all of our other episodes, visit topcropmanager.com slash podcasts.